brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome to Wednesday's edition of Just Parlays. I'm Jim Williams with my partner in crime, Chris King. We both had a lovely evening. We talked about that in the pre-show. Hope you all did as well. And I had an opportunity to watch these Washington Nationals sweep a doubleheader from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Um, and uh, bases loaded in the ninth inning, but um, came away with un- unscathed. But uh, there you go. And there was good basketball on last night. The, um, you know, Chris, just like you said, the Clips, um, uh, the Clippers, I was going to say, the, uh, the Hawks and the, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, the Hawks and Miami had a, a good game there with uh, the Heat won by 10 points, covered, the, covered it, like, you know, like you said they would. Yeah, Jimmy Butler put up 45 and pretty yeah. much carried that team on his back down the stretch. Mm-hmm. That game because um, let's face it, the, the Hawks were determined in the first half. Uh, they kind of wilted mm-hmm. in the, late in the game after they made a made a run at it. But you know, with pretty much what we expected, you know, Atlanta's struggling to get decent shots on a regular basis, and you know, Trey Young can't do it all by himself. No, and that's going to be the issue that they're going to have. Yeah, and uh, they just don't have the horses. And I think that's going to be a problem. Um, we're going to get to a bunch of other fun stuff here in a few minutes. But, um, you know, one of the other things um, that I thought was interesting last night was that we're seeing some really competitive hockey now. 
And, you know, as we get down to that last, you know, spread, it's getting close. I'll tell you what, Tampa Bay does not look good. Um, no, I was uh, really shocked that they dropped that one yesterday to Detroit. Detroit you know, Lenny. Yeah. yeah, they looked up. They looked unmotivated. I guess you know they're they're content to you know maybe be a little bit under a little bit of an underdog at this point going into the postseason. Well, they look like yeah. they look tired and they're playing at home, so that part I don't get. But you know, you and I talked about this. It's hard. One of the reasons it's so hard to repeat in any sport, but specifically in hockey, is because you're gonna your your season lasts from. The, you know, last week of October, first week of November, all the way to June. And if you happen to be a Stanley Cup, you know, playoff team or a finalist like they are, been for the past two years, it's brutally long. And uh, it just, you know, your body doesn't, uh, can't take all that, that banging around. It just can't. And so, you know, think of all the extra games they've played over the last two years. It's, right, uh, but I mean, they've, they've gone cold at, at the wrong time. Oh, yeah, no up, question. They're 4-4-2 four, four and two in their last 10. Now they have just a one-point lead over Boston to hold that final guaranteed playoff spot in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. And the last thing you want to do is end up playing a, as a wild card against either you know, the Hurricanes or the Rangers or mm-hmm. the Panthers. Right. Um, of course, you know, this is the dumb part about the way that the playoffs get seeded is, you know, the Maple Leafs have more points than Carolina and the Rangers who are tied for the Metropolitan lead, but right. they'll get stuck playing Tampa Bay or Boston. Right. It's just, it's totally nuts. Totally out of whack. Hey, what's not out of whack, though? And that is our buddies at DraftKings. DraftKings has a promo for March for Max Wagers Network and winners and winners and all the friends at Picks and Parlays. Okay, so what is this deal, you say? Jim, well, let me tell it to you. Bet $5 to win 200 in free bets. Make your first deposit and bet $5 or more on any Major League Baseball money line and automatically you get $200 in free bets, okay? So don't ever say you can't get nothing for nothing. For 5 bucks, you get the opportunity to get $200 in free bets um, on the money line on any MLB game, okay? All that information is in the show box below, but you have to do this too. And that is, you have to use our promo code, which is WAWVIDEO, which is Winners and Winners Video, and it's in our show box below, so check it out, and check out all the fun stuff that's going on at DraftKings, okay? So, thank you, DraftKings, for making the wheels of commerce continue to run here. And so now, to the next... Well, they already have a question about your impending departure from the show. From no, why you're leaving? No, I don't. Bill, calm down. Uh, my job is basically to run the network, and so to do that, I need to have extra time. And as much as I love being with you guys today, you're not going to get rid of me that way. That's it. I will be back and forth. I'll pop in from time to time to say hello, but uh, you know. I don't. Bill, Bill's got this grapevine thing because I didn't even make the announcement. So, Bill's. We, Bill's, we Bill's talked about it last night on total chaos because uh, Steen was talking about how he was going to fill in, and then Ellie talked about how she would step in if Scott wasn't wasn't around. Oh well, that's lovely. I, I greatly appreciate the the, uh, the appreciation. Okay, guys, no problem. Um, 
Just woke up the pre and post game on Beal. Beal? Yeah, man, Matthew was at the Grizzlies game. Oh, right, 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 right. So he's uh, he's in uh, he's in the Memphis area. Well, good on you, Matthew. And Bill, buddy, I appreciate the no the better opportunity to staying with the network only running it. Uh, Anurity leaving. Well, that's quote, very nice. Quote, Mark, leaving, Bill. Where would Jim rather be than right here, right now? I. And the answer is probably anywhere else. But, you know, that's not true. I would, you know, running the network is going to be a lot more difficult than sitting down and having fun with Chris. So, uh, but look, guys, I'll be around. I greatly appreciate it. I know we're family. I totally get it. And this is really cool. But you know what, guys? I, I Honestly, I'll, I'll come by and harass people. So don't worry. I'll be back. Anyway. No, Bill, Bill, don't worry. You're good. You're cool. It's um, no, it's not like, believe me, it's not a state secret, okay? So it's that, not that, that side. It was just curious. So anyway, here we go, guys. Who, where are we going, baseball? Yep. Okay, let's see where we go, guys. <laughs> the Yankees and the Tigers going to the Bronx. No, Motor City, Jim, it's America Park. Uh, or we could go to the Motor City. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't some, know if anybody, uh, watched, pizza, pizza. if anybody watched the Yankees game yesterday where um, we watched uh, hey, Tyler Alexander uh, pop up in the first inning that allowed two runs to score. And the sad part was that, you know, everybody else was running and Josh Donaldson, you know, basically loafed it out, barely made it to first on the play. Um, but two runs scored, and that turned out to be a crucial part of the game as the Yankees ended up picking up the victory. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of pitchers used in yesterday's game, though. I mean, we watched Alexander only pitch the first. Um, then they had, went to the bullpen. They had a guy throw the ball into the dirt about three feet in front of a pitcher's mound. Then he came out. Um, you know, Garrett Cole only went an inning in two-thirds. He threw 68 pitches but walked five. Uh, struck out three, so it was everybody's uh, Yankees pitcher that, of course, you banked on to win yesterday, Clark Schmidt, uh, getting the win with three and a third scoreless innings of relief and a 4-2 Yankees win. Uh, not a ton of offense there, uh, and that's been a problem for both these teams this season. You have Luis Severino taking the mound for the Yankees here. He's 1-0 with a 225 ERA, a 1-2-5 whip, two walks, 11 strikeouts in eight innings. He's going to face a guy that the Yankees are familiar with in Eduardo Rodriguez, mm-hmm. who's one with a 587 earned run average of 1826 whip, five walks and seven strikeouts over seven and two thirds. Um, you know, Rodriguez spent his career with Boston before coming over this offseason for a truckload of money to try mm-hmm. and front that Boston Detroit rotation. Oh, man, Detroit's not scoring any runs. I mean, let's look, both these teams in the bottom five in the league in runs per game. Uh, the Yankees are 26th with 3.09. They're 26th on the road, only averaging two and a half. Uh, the Tigers 28th in the majors in runs per game with three, 24th in runs per game at home with 3.29. Uh, the Yankees 5-0 and in their Severino's last five starts as a road favorite of minus 151 to minus 200. 11-1 in his last 12 starts overall as a favorite by those numbers. Yankees 8-1 in their last nine on the road against the left-handed starter. Tigers 0-4 in their last four when their opponent allows two or less in their previous game. It's just tough to put a ton of faith in, in the way the uh, 
the Tigers are hitting right now, or not hitting for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that in mind, you got to back the 18th here uh, and hope Severino can go a little deeper than what he's gone in his first two starts. He went three innings. Um, in his first turn, he went five innings in his second. Yeah, I've noticed the feedback, too. I'm not, not sure what it is. Are you catching the feedback, Jim, when I'm talking? Um, when you're talking, yeah. Do you hear me? Am I in feedback? Because I don't hear it. No, it's fine, and I don't know why. I don't know, guys. Um, but now it seems like it stopped. The the tin can and the string might need to be pulled a little further further out. We'll see what we can do. Get, we'll get yeah. our crack engineering staff on it. Um, yeah, it seems like it stopped all of a sudden. I don't know. Yeah. You know, sometimes when you get, like, too close to the computer, what happens is you get... Um, it's, it's an electronic situation where you'll get static that'll come to the computer and, and pick up on your microphone. That could be what it was. That could be it. So it, it happens. Uh, you know, one thing you talk about Severino, right? And, and that stat, where is it? The stat that says he's 5-0 and in the last five starts. Severino is one of those pitchers that, for whatever reason, when he throws, the team scores a lot of runs. That's true. And, and you know, every it seems like every team has one, right? Where there's one guy who will pitch. Well, that's uh, DeGrom was, had that problem for a number of years with the Mets, where he would pitch tremendously, but, you know, getting run to runs. You know, he had to be. He, had, you know, he was on the razor's edge because if he did uh, the ball game close, he was in trouble. Yeah, look at all the notes he got when he In the, in the thin air. I'm back. And, you know, yeah, it was, I myself disappear. Um, so maybe I said something that Jacob DeGrom didn't like and he pulled the plug. You never know. Uh, so, anywho, uh, so we talked about Severino getting the uh, share runs. Uh, you know, if you think of it, that are still trying to find their dentist. You know, um, they got. I mean, Mike, you got Judge out there, right? Who's uh, the truck and, uh, you know, extend him, and he's like, ah, I'm not interested. And so, you know, it's one of those kind of things where you wonder, is there, you know, how focused are they at this point? And we'll see. But the, yeah, the, the Toronto and Tampa Bay and Washington, you can't you know, lose for real. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore's everybody's homecoming team. Um, they, uh, it's a shame, but it is what it is. All right, moving on from the most city, which I thought would be in the Bronx. Uh, the, whoops, up in there. There we go. Okay. The Mariners and the Rangers. Okay. In, yeah. in, in, in a beautiful city. Is there an earthquake yeah, going on, Chris? What's that? Earthquake going on there. I'm just trying to figure out 
What's causing this? Let's see if I'm cutting it out. I'm just trying to see if I need to adjust where the computer is or adjust the, the, okay. the, you know, the USB port or what. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the Mariners and Teal Park are facing the Rangers. Texas is uh, throwing, as you see, they're going eight for one three on the road. Mm-hmm. It's strange. The Rangers are getting offense, but their pitching has been uh, down the toilet so far this year. Uh, Seattle six and five. They're three and one at T-Mobile Park. You're gonna see Dane Dunning, zero and zero with a five nineteen ERA, a one seven three one WHIP, four walks and eleven strikeouts in eight two thirds innings. He makes his third start of the year. Uh, Logan Gilbert, 1-0, an 090 ERA, an 080 whips, one walk and 11 whips over 10 frames for the Mariners. He'll make his third start of the year. Now you look here, and you see the Rangers, hey, they're good offensively. They're fourth in runs per game at 5.1. They're fourth in runs on the road, averaging 6.25, but of course... Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. They scored a bunch of runs in Toronto in the opening uh, series of the season. And that's part of why the numbers are so inflated. As far as the road production for Texas. You look at last night's game against the Bears. And the final score of that one was, let's see. 6-2 to two in favor of the Mariners. Robbie Ray getting the better of John Gray on rhyming starting pitching night uh, at T-Mobile Park. And you look and see that the Rangers mustered all of six hits yesterday. Uh, that's not going to get it done against a Mariners team that, you know, they play well at home. They jumped all over Gray yesterday. They got three in the first and one in the second and coasted the rest of the way. Despite only banging out seven hits, three of those seven were overs. And a fourth hit was a triple. So when you've got better than half your hits going for extra bases, you're in pretty good shape. Um, looking at the numbers here, the Mariners are in the middle of the road, offensively 4.09 runs a game, but they're second in runs per game at home, averaging six. Uh, they're 5-0 and in their last five as a home favorite of minus 110 to minus 150. 5-0 in Gilbert's last starts as a, as a favorite of minus 110 to 150. 4-0 in his last four starts when their opponent scores two runs or less. Texas has dropped 21 of the last 27 meetings between these teams. And when Dunning pitches on the road, it doesn't go well for Texas. They're just 2-11 in his last 13 starts away from Globe Life. Oh, is it Globe Life Field or Globe Life Field. Park? Okay, it's I was going to say, because they hit them both. So, mm. they're like not coming up with any originality when you got a new sponsor. And they're 0-7 in their last seven when their opponent scores five runs or more in their previous game. Now, Gilbert's not a guy, he's not going to make you think of Randy Johnson mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, anybody, Mark Langston or anybody good that for the Mariners. I was going to say King Felix. Yeah, or Felix Hernandez, that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's good enough to keep Seattle in the game, and Texas's pitching has been brutal. Uh, even if Dunning turns in a decent outing, they can go to, they'll have to go to the bullpen sooner or later, and Texas's bullpen has been a dumpster fire. Well... Uh, I mean, they spent half a billion dollars on hitting. I mean, in the off season, so you know. Which is why they're hitting, but they're pitching. Uh, and you know, Dane Dunning, right? Is that the the correct pronunciation of Dane's last name? Is Dunning, right? It is now. It is now. Okay, right. 
You sound like a character in like um, Major League or one of those movies where you know pitching now pitching ding ding ding. And you're like, oh okay, it's like a made up name. So there really is a people named Danny Martin, is there? Clearly there is. And, uh, yeah, but I mean, you look at Texas as their team. Their team ERA right now is six point two four, and their WHIP is one point five three four on the year. There are little league uh, teams that have better pitching that. Yeah, I mean, you look at the starting rotation; they have no wins from the starters. Uh, Gray one now is area seven. Dunning is zero and zero with his five nineteen earned average. Martin Perez is zero and two. The area is six seventy five. Taylor Hearn is zero and one with a point seven ERA. And Spencer Howard is, has an ERA of 18. He made one starter that hit uh, the injured list. So you're looking at all these guys, and you're thinking where the, their wins have come from. Uh, a couple of marquee names. I know everybody knows of John King and Brock Burke. Those are the two guys that have wins for the Rangers this season. Um, those that earn run averages, and they're, they're just terrible up and down. I mean, Matt Bush is at 225 for over four innings. But he's 36 years old. Um, you know, Santana's on the IR, yeah. or the IL. Samoras is on the IL. Matt Moore is still pitching. Remember him? Yeah, I do. Let me ask you something, Chris. Um, the two guys they have wins, the guys, are were they starters or were they um, just members of the, of the staff? Because we're seeing right now that there's a lot of teams that this week, and now on Wednesday, over the weekend and into the early part of the week, that was when some of these people were actually getting to five innings. They hadn't even gotten to five innings in a lot of cases at that point. So interesting that um, you know that uh, that the Rangers have a couple of guys who uh, surpassed the five inning mark. I don't know. Didn't benefit them, but uh, Mark got his win in relief against the Rangers. Okay. Against the okay. On April tenth, that okay. game they're down six one and right. came back to win. Okay. Uh, he pitched two innings in relief then. Uh, King got his in relief against okay. the Angels. So no week. starting pitcher on the Rangers has marked. Correct. Marked. Okay. That makes sense, I guess. Okay. It's the Rangers. What can you say? That's true. What are you going to say? You know what we're going to say? Let's go to the ice. Some key games tonight. Yeah, I think there's like four games on the schedule tonight. Apparently, boring night, boring night for the NHL after yesterday's extravaganza of games. Right. Well, uh, Colorado. And got our good buddies, the, the Avalanche. And we got our other good buddies. The Krakens. The, door, the doorman of the National Hockey League. Yeah. Uh, Colorado 55-15 and 6. They're 24-10 and 3 on the road. Uh, the Kraken 25-44 and 6. Uh, their home record is abysmal. Uh, it's supposed to be Darcy Kemper 36-10 and 3 and 284 goals against the 9-10 Sabres and two shutouts. Don't be surprised if they flip it and go to Pavel Frankfurt because we saw against Washington the other night that Colorado was resting guys um, in an effort to try and stay healthy for the playoffs. Fleet Brewer, who everybody knows the Atlanta are quite familiar with. Um, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think the Blackhawks are still trying. That's because once they trade away Flurry, the Blackhawks had issues because they right. got to put Nick. Uh, I mean, I give them credit. They go out there, they play, sure. they play somewhat hard, you know, uh, different ways to lose games. But, I mean, who doesn't? True. Um, it could be Grubauer, it could be Dredger. If, it was, if I was, uh, I'd go with Dredger because Grubauer has done next to nothing all season. 
Uh, Ailey has third in goals for 384, seventh in goals against 274. Seattle 28th in goals for 259, 24th in goals against at 3.45. The Avs 49 and 7 in their last 56 as a, as a favorite of more than 201 or greater. 55 and 12 in their last 67 against teams with a losing record. Kraken, they don't do well at the big underdog. 0 7 in the last 7 in the underdog, at least plus 201. 0 5 in their last 5 against teams with a winning percentage of 600. 0 4. They're last four after giving up two or less in their previous game. Uh, just going to be a tough night for Kraken, even if uh rests some guys or, you know, doesn't uh, go at full speed. They still have enough weapons to beat Seattle. You look at the first couple of meetings this season between these teams. And uh, we'll just take a quick look here. The scores were 7-3 to three on November 19th in Seattle. Four three at the ball arena on January tenth. So either think, way, yeah. I was just gonna either say Colorado's got too many weapons for yeah. I was gonna say this is one of those games where Colorado has nothing to play for. But if you're on Seattle and you know, with the record they have, you're playing for your job, possibly. True. So I don't know. I'm not saying that that means that Seattle's gonna win. I just mean that there's an urgency from Seattle, not necessarily from a standpoint because they're not going to the playoffs, but they certainly, um, you know, there's going to be somebody looking at that, uh, you know, at the tape afterwards and say, hmm, okay, which one of these guys are we going to keep and where are we going to go with uh, some of these other guys? So, and I mean, hey, one two in a row. Well, yeah, there's that. What is it? Let's see, a saying that you use all the time, Chris? Two in a row is called a streak? Is that what we call it? That's called a winning streak. That's called a winning streak. Well, Colorado knows about winning streaks. Uh, Seattle, we'll see tonight, but looks like the avalanche is going to come down on the Kraken. All right, out we go from Colorado and Seattle to next up, the Edmonton Oilers and the Dallas Stars. And the Stars yeah, we're, are uh, winning from Alberta because the great mm-hmm. part for the Stars is they play Edmonton tonight. Guess where they end up tomorrow? They're going to be in Cowtown to face the Flames. I thought you were going to say they can fly to Sunrise, a 3,400-mile trip. And of course, my, my page didn't update there when I saved it, so those records are not correct. Edmonton, or Dallas is 43, 28, and 5. Edmonton is 46, 26, and 6. I don't know why I didn't update when I punched it in, but it's probably because the first time I went to load it, it said that it, there was a problem with the file, so it loaded the old file. Well, the Stars are happy that you gave them some extra wins. I mean, you know, that's, yeah, they, they probably could use them. They could. There's no question. Uh, the Stars, 19, 18, and 2 on the road. Edmonton 24-12-1 and one on home ice this season. Uh, supposed to be Jake Ottinger 27-14-1 with a 2.56 goals against the 9-13 Sabre session. One shutout starting for Dallas against Mike Smith. 13-9-2 with a 2.91 goals against the 9-11 save percentage. And two shutouts for the Oilers. Dallas is 20th in goals for at 2.86. They're 15th in goals against the 2 well, they're 7th in goals for at 3.42. They're 19th in goals against at 3.08. Edmonton 6-0 and in their last 6 when their opponent scores 2 or less in their last game. 4-0, their opponent gives up at least 5 in their last game. Edmonton 10-1 and in their last 11 at home. 11-1 in their last 12 home favorite. Stars 1-7 in their last game as a road underdog. 1-4 in their last 5 as an underdog overall. Um, an underdog of plus 110 to plus 115. 
important stats, Chris, and I'm, I'm just going to have to check you on this one. At Edmonton won the Great Canadian Team Championship in their building. Uh, so, of, I wasn't all, aware of, that. of all of the buildings in Canada, if you want good poutine, go to Edmonton, because they won the, the trophy. So, there you go. You about Montreal, but no. Sorry, what? The fine trophies. Yes, the fine trophies. Outstanding. It's edible. Nothing like getting an edible. But it's almost good as that trophy from Caesars. That's right, we got Caesars Sportsbook. $1,100 first bet insurance, okay? Place a first wager of up to $1,100 and get it back in the form of a free bet if you lose. So, you can't lose, right? And as Allie said the other day, you'll be able to win twice. Things like that happen. So, check out Caesars Sportsbook for all this fun stuff. I get $1,100 bet first time wager of up to... 1100 bucks, and if you lose, they will spot it back, okay? But if you lose, our foremost, you might go back in a second. Oh, there it is. All right. Uh, it's in the show box below, down there. Uh, so by all means, check it out. All that fun stuff down there. And thanks for having this for the Wheels of Commerce. And remember, some of these states have to be two windows of age to play, and always, always get responsible. Okay. So, tonight, Christopher... After watching the Heat win their game, and Memphis choke out the Phoenix Suns, and probably the only game they will win in the playoffs. New Orleans choke out Phoenix. Yeah, North, right. Memphis plays tonight. Memphis played Minnesota yesterday. Somebody played more Minnesota. Memphis. I'll get that straight. Sorry, boys. My bad. Um, anyway. The concern for Phoenix now is will Devin Booker play in game three because he let a game that he was today. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um. Do you just arrest him and still win? They got a lot of tail on it. It's just a matter of, you know, I think we threw them off their game because he had 30 points in the first half yesterday. Right. Um, and no, he's not going to play in game three. You could adjust accordingly. You can't right. get to the or whatever. Uh, you can bring it with it for a game. I don't know if you want to go any further than that. The last thing you want to do about it in New Orleans is game three, lose game four, control it, whatever they have to win three in a row. Um, so I saw a lot of air in that game yesterday. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It wasn't something in the water. They thought they were playing hockey. Yeah, it was a it was a rough night for the Suns. I was surprised the way things things panned out. But uh, like we say all the time, that's why they play the games. Right. Okay, let's get to the hardwoods we got. Sixers in Toronto. We go to the Baker River Game Three tonight on TNT. Uh, It's on TNT. I figured it probably was. The two games, three games are on this game. The two early games. Philadelphia and Toronto is on TNT. The other early games on the NBA and on NBA team, and then TNT takes the, the nightcap. Gotcha. Uh, so Philadelphia taking the first two games in this series at home. Now we're going to venues. Of course, Matisse will not play for Philadelphia in these two games. He can't uh, 
make the trip even because you can't go into Canada without being vaccinated. Mm -hmm. So that'll be a factor for the 76ers. But he didn't really play a whole lot in the mm -hmm. first two games of the series. Meanwhile, you look at the injury report on the other side, Gary Trent is probable now after uh, an illness. We thought he wasn't going to play in game two. He did. Uh, I guess if you consider scoring no points and picking up four fouls in ten minutes as playing, uh, then sure, he was great. Uh, Scotty Barnes is listed as doubtful. I know he did go through the shoot-around this morning without his walking boot. Um, let's face it, Toronto needs him because they need to get some more scoring to contribute offensively. We've seen the way the 76ers attack with Embiid and Tobias Harris. Uh, and uh, Tyrus Banks had a big series so far. I just think that the Raptors, you know, I know everybody's talking about, hey, they've, they've, they're going to be at home at the first time in a couple of years that they've, for the postseason, they've had a crowd. Because, you know, 2020 when the playoffs went out, or there was, we had, we had the bubble. And then, you know, last year they spent most of their time in Miami because you couldn't get, uh, couldn't get teams over the border. Uh, so people are saying, you know, the crowd factor, you think, sure. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid reporting prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Good but until I see Toronto actually put together a cohesive 48 minutes. Both ends of the floor, I'm fading them here. Uh, Philadelphia 5 and 1 against the spread in their last six conference quarterfinal games. Toronto 1 and 5 in their last six games against teams of winning percentage of 600. They're 0 and 4 in their last four overall. They're 0 and 5 in their last five at home after being on the road for seven days or more. Uh, Barnes might try to give it a go, but remember, the last time he started to do that with any success was Willis Reed 50 years ago in the right. finals. Uh, and he scored four points and then left. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't have faith in Toronto at this point. I thought they would have been able to get Philadelphia chills in the first two games, and they didn't. Uh, I think Philadelphia is pretty thin. Uh, so I'll give the point half and back Philadelphia here to take a 3 to lead the series. Okay. Um, let's move from above the border to the next game, the Celtics and the um, Benets. Uh, Bill, this is the one you were looking for, buddy. Here, uh, here it comes. Celtics and Knicks. Yeah, I mean, I know the Nets came back and, and made a game of it the other day and had a chance to win. Here's the thing. They played bad basketball for the better part of three quarters before they got things going in fourth. Um, and then when they had the lead, they couldn't have bowled them. Um, you know, how do you give up a driving layup to Jason Tatum who had four in nine and a half minutes uh, at the buzzer? 
uh, Kyrie Irving had more fun flipping off the crowd than he did, you know, making key plays with Banner. Um, I know Durant is great. I, I'm not going to take anything away from what, the, what Durant can do on the floor. Um, I know Irving had pretty nice in game, in game one. But, you know, beyond Durant and Irving, you know, who do you realize that third score? Do you count a Bruce Brown? Do you count a Gordon Dragic? Uh, they really took seven shots in three minutes. I know uh, Scott Ray was winding up about how, you know, Boston had a little bit of a struggle went to Nick Claxton instead of Andre Drummond in the middle of the nets. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. You can adjust for Claxton. He's about, what, 6'10", and weighs about 150 pounds when you look at him. Right. Uh, you can move a guy like that around. You can bully him. I mean, I know not having the Time Lords problem for Boston in the middle. But, you know, this is a team that the Nets have made Al Horford look, you know, good game one. Horford had 20 points and 15 rebounds in 41 minutes. He told what his stats were in the regular season. He averaged 10.2 points and 7.7 boards in the regular season. So a 35-year-old guy made him look like Dennis Rodman in his prime on the glass. And uh, a, va- a valuable secondary spring option. We saw, the, we saw the Celtics have four guys that for 20 points in that game because of that. We just got to it just a minute ago, buddy, and uh, we got Philadelphia over the Great White North. Yeah, I'm not sure I hate to say because I'm not a Philadelphia fan, but I just think, you know, kind of losing Barnes and then, you know, having Trent do nothing in game two showed that they don't have the depth. And like Bill said, Divers and the 76 have kind of neutralized the front of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and you're Bill, this should be a good game. I think, I don't think Durant, it's not like Durant didn't come playing one, he just didn't make a lot of shots. The Nets 24 turned it over six times. That's a problem for the Nets. They have to worry about taking care of all a little better. They turned it over 16 times in that game, and that's partially why they lost. I mean, they shot 53%, almost 54% from the floor. But, I mean, 16 turnovers, you know, and you need on the glass 43 to 29. Uh, those are concerning numbers. And you have to wonder how team will take it. Who is the next coach now? Oh, Steve Nash, that's right. right. It, it, was, it, it was a point guard. You can remember which one. I was a point guard for Phoenix at some point. Right. Uh, but yeah, how far is Steve Nash going to go into the bench? Because if you look at game one, didn't play Blake Griffin at all. Didn't play Blake Griffin. I think that Nash might realize that, hey, we can't kill one place. We need to get three rounds. Or he's going to ride the game with the eight guys that wrote it in game one. Yeah. I don't know if Tyler has any more than Or Kessler has more than that, right? Uh, there's Kessler Edwards and Kessler Edwards, uh, another Edwards that everyone has invited for Purdue. Uh, but the bottom line is, they, can they rebound? Can they hold on the ball? Those are my concerns. Well, what Boston? We know Boston with the league in scoring defense, and full over defense, and three-point defense the rest of the season. Can that uh, stay out of their own way? Kevin Ryan has a question. Chris, here it is. Some people stick to the money line and not the not the spread because you know they're on the risk of shooting yourself in the foot. Um, but, you know we've got those we've got our top options coming up here momentarily. Right, and the two, Chris, you always point that out that sometimes you know you give people the option to say you're waiting for points, here's what the money is. In some cases, in basketball, or, I'm sorry, in hockey, it's a stop line, baseball's a run line. I mean, there's many different ways to do it. If you're committed to a team and you think that team's going to win, 
then I take it in on margin, right? Yeah, I mean, I know that, you know, sometimes the ROI is, is a little worse because, you know, sometimes it's going to be a very nice one seven here, like, mm-hmm. but the buck line, or the run line, or whatever else it is, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, is only, is plus 130. But here's, like, they always say, it, like, Mark Cuban says on Shark Tank, would you rather have uh, 70% of 100, or would you rather have 100 or nothing? Sometimes you know, are you confident enough in the team making cover or whatever the line is? Either as the underdog, or basically think that you think most underdogs are going to be a minus whatever on the line because mm-hmm. like they're getting something out of it. Or you know, are you working to take a little or take a little bit of a chunk off you might get back to save life? It's, it's a matter of preference, really. Yeah, I mean, it's basically a situation of risk investment, right? Like, it, like you're different in stocks. Right. Make up. You you make you are your risk analysis. Okay. We show you what the risk is. It's up to you to decide. Do you take the risk or don't you take the risk? Hence the term gambling. So there you go. Um, Chris, talk a little bit for a second about your parlays. show. If you want Chris's parlays, you can go down to our show box below and get them sent to your email box every day. So if you're and Chris is like we all are, go down in the show box, check out of course like the before DraftKings Caesars sports book. Give it away a fantastic baseball book, so you want that, it's free. Just fill it up, you know, click on the link, fill it out, they'll send it to you. And uh, you get Chris's picks all along the way. So let's uh, let's go from this. Sly has a little comment here. It is, you know, one of these are great. It's the front, the seven hundred. I can't tell a lot. Yeah, I look at that too, Sly. You know, unfortunately, you know, sometimes, sometimes when you run in with some of the other ones, it, it does turn out too bad. But I completely, uh, I try to avoid some of those. I mean, sometimes you don't have a choice. There's a few games to choose from as far as options go. And I know Ellie will tell you that, you know, chasing uh, dogs or whatever or 150 or less is, is the way to go. But sometimes those don't pay it out either. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the fun part about it. You know, you, you go within the system that works for you. Right. And sometimes it's fair just to watch Netflix. And, or, uh, you know, right. uh, whatever else is on TV. Right. Just go get something uh, Take night off because if the numbers if the numbers are healed, not good. Don't don't go there. I mean, Toronto was minus one four seventy last night on the money line. If you bet the puck line all the way down, to, you know, at one half I think it was minus one seventy or whatever. And if you went minus two and a half, mm-hmm. then it was like plus one oh five. Nobody people are always scared to bet, you know, two and a half on the money line. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it would have been up to Toronto one five two. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, seeing those numbers can really scary. And uh, I mean, again, it's a risk ascent, right? So you know, we give the information, and you guys decide whether it's worth the risk. Sometimes I can assure you, as Chris does say many times, it's not. So, I give you the information. And speaking of that, let's go for two for money. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we're just thinking. Yeah, I'm trying to hide from you. Right. Yeah. It's so good. I don't want you to have it. No. I'm sorry. Yeah. I like uh, the mix from the Rams. Like we said, it's just off the front right now. Uh, uh, you know what? He can handle the pressure. Don't you? There you go, Chris. Yeah. yeah I mean, the Raptors are just a team. They're kind of disarray right now. It's hard to play when you're missing your starters or limited. Like we saw barely the other day. Mm-hmm. Just hobbling around and walking. We'll see if he takes the floor tonight. I said Lander and took part. He took part in shoot around this morning. Um, he might try and cut it out. I don't know how successful he'll be. If he does, um, he still isn't as doubtful. And, uh, here we go. So, I mean, you have to wonder. If they play him, they'll have to minimize Yeah, it's just, 
Baker's three-word birds is recovering well. And asked if there was any chance he could play. He said, quote, and this is when your classic answer is, quote, maybe. Is so, Belichick uh, coaching there now? I, maybe he went to the Bill Belichick school. Uh, no, I answer, right. At least he didn't pull up Sean Lynch and say, I'm just here so I don't get fined. Right. Uh, you know. They got fined, But I still think Philadelphia, even without Thibault, you know, he didn't play a whole lot. He didn't play the first mm-hmm. two games. So as good of a perimeter defender as he is, he wasn't really a defender in those first two games. So I don't think I miss him as much as, say, if Harden or Embiid or something like that wasn't going to play. Mm-hmm. Then he'd have more of an issue. Uh, I think the Blue Jays or the Red Sox, I look for the pitching matchup. Uh, if you don't like high ERAs early in the season, don't look at it because you'll be violently ill. Uh, in case you're wondering, which, uh, I will take that. You got uh, Jose Bumerios uh, with no record, but he does have a lovely. Where are there. There's a lovely 11 to 81 run average in And he goes by Nick Cotta, who is 0 2 with a 39 run average in his starts. So, could be potential for some fireworks at Fenway tonight. I just think the Blue Jays with a better lineup. Uh, you have to think Mario's can take over later. I keep their pitcher that better to go with Toronto. Hey, one quick thing before we move on. Um, I just want to say, for those of you out there who may have seen him on TV before, um, if, you know, heard on the radio, Buff Martinez. Um, Buff's a great guy, a friend, and uh, he's stepping away from broadcasting uh, Blue Jays games to work on his... Uh, uh, he has cancer and needs to begin some chemotherapy treatments. We wish him all the best. Buck's a fantastic guy, a broadcaster, and even a better person. So he, uh, this week, stepped away from uh, doing Blue Jays games up there on Sportsnet. And um, just a truly nice man, and uh, we hope that all's well for Buck. So there you go. Back to Yankees and Tigers. Remember when Buck Martinez did games on CTV when I lived up in New York? Because, mm. you know, you get all the Indian chances. Yeah. And, of course, if we're going to talk about that, let's talk about how, let's also give our uh, support to everybody's favorite PT beer himself over at the network. Dick Vitale, you know, gets for free after after his runs of chemo. So we'll be back, you know, uh, doing dipty doo dunkaroos, and everything else. Uh, Hoping to how guys might get the ziggy for teams turn things around. But uh, Dick Vitale's on the run to recovery. And the same beginning for six months for uh, Bob Martinez. Yeah. Dickie, the man who could do 20 minutes when he line from uh, Bob, uh, Bob Lee at ESPN who said one time that uh, Dick Vitale in 20 minutes when he opens the refrigerator and sees the light come on. Uh, so, yeah, there's nobody, I'll tell you what, nobody loved being Dickie more than Dickie. So, there you go. Yeah, I'm the only guy that I uh, that could do something similar to that uh, going back into the Tales of professional wrestling is Jim Cornette. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. mm-hmm. well, I was shared with him once. The guy asked him three questions, and that went for eight and a half hours. <laughs> uh, I could tell us on, yeah. Yeah, ba- I mean, basically. I mean, Cornette only had a funny reason. You know, mm-hmm. uh, he still does. I mean, it's not like he, he vanished. Uh, but, you know, it's fun to see him. I don't know if you've seen any of the uh, Dark Side of the Ring series. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. You know. I'm looking, at, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Kevin wants to know, Chris, do you like um, in the NBA, do you like Toronto in the first quarter and Milwaukee in the first quarter? Well, I like Milwaukee. Milwaukee's very uncut and deflected. We talked about how those have struggled mm-hmm. against the, the elites of the Eastern Conference. Uh, to that point, this season they're 1 and 14 against the top four teams in the East. Enough of a track record if you're hoping that Chicago can suddenly turn things around. Uh, Toronto, they could. They could cover in the first 
they have four quarterbacks that are very motivated. They're going to try to avoid They know they're staring at the field goal and basically lose this game. So they start off strong. Um, as far as as far as betting on it, it's tough to see them run because you know they could start hot and go high school. And uh, you wonder if they'll be able to contain Philadelphia. They haven't done it in the first two games of the series. So I would be a little leery. I definitely like the Bucks uh, in the first quarter, and, you know, for the game for that matter. I know that they scored 93 points the other night in the seven point over the Bulls, but they better show me from Milwaukee. As, as we have talked about before, uh, like Tyson always says, everybody's got a game plan until they get pushed in the face. Um, that's going to be, I think Milwaukee got punched in the face to win anyone. Now they're going to do yeah, little one of those things where you're in the playoffs, and I think sometimes you like Milwaukee when you've been to the playoffs, and you're sitting there going, okay, well, here we are, and the first game played, and then all of a sudden it kicks in, oh, yeah, we're in the playoffs. So, um, and I think they even went to the actual place, and they're like, yeah, yeah we, we won the title last year, so now we're just, you know, starting our second coronation yeah, for Yeah, take it. a deep breath, here we go. And then, you know, they let Chicago hang around, and they bricked a bunch of shots, and I just put one in looking, and the rest of the Bucks, I think, forgot to show up. But I don't think that happened tonight. Nope. I think Moonholes are all ready for this one. Yep. Are we going to, which guys think you're going for the show then? Yeah, we'd like to talk about the Rangers. I'm going to take the Mariners. I just think uh, Texas, uh, we said their pitching is brutal. Mm-hmm. Their bullpen's atrocious. And things like going deep into games. Seattle took the game one convincingly. I think they'll prevail on this one. I like the Celtics over that. I think that when that series switches to Brooklyn, uh, we'll see them. Taking advantage of home court, breaking things up. I just think Boston had a scene for the as a whole. We saw for the long game right back to the court. I took one of the possible genetic elements of the game that I think we can take with us more convincingly. I'm a little disappointed that they don't think those are the A, they're complacent, or B, they're not. To me, to paraphrase Dennis Green, the Bucks won't be who we thought they were. Right. Uh, and then Avalanche over the crack in the face of the Avs. Are cruising towards Fred and Romy. We're bad for anyway, Florida. Uh, the Kraken are going for pickleball goals. Uh, I think Colorado should prevail here. There you go. All right, time for the big show or the menu or the shot dark or whatever you call it. Or as Chris I say, the space for those ridiculously overloaded boxcar parlors that have been big rewards you go right by. A lot of the parts here. All right. You know, I'm sorry. I just, I, I'm trying to get used to hearing the name Guardians. Me too, I always take any answer and I don't have to correct it. It's, um, somebody said to me the other day, we think the Guardians are going to do this year. I'm thinking, what the hell are you talking about? Like, uh, is it, are we talking about roller derby? Yeah, I was thinking of, you know, beer league softball. It was like, I had no idea. Um, they said, you don't know anything about this Cleveland? Oh, well, dumb. Yeah, that's right. Okay. I mean, they were rained out Monday, they were rained out yesterday. They have a, double, a split double header for July, and they have a double header today. Uh, I had... I went to Cleveland for game one when the game started right when the show started, but I didn't put it up in there. Uh, in case you're wondering, on game one of that game matchup, which we saw, it was still the, I believe, Shane Beamer and Dallas Kegel. Well, I think back Dallas Kegel, I feel bad for you because they're in a big hole over here. They're at the bottom of the second at Progressive Field. And the Cleveland, sorry, the Cleveland Guardians holding a narrow 10 to nothing lead. They scored nine times in the second. There's apparently still nobody out. Uh, Kyle's still been in there. Here's how the second inning is gone for the Indians. Got reached out here. Still low bases. There's a bit, an RBI single. Another oh, RBI single. <laughs> that grand slam by Jose Ramirez. Oh, man. 
domestic oil pitch and any field goal. Then her popular official scoring scorer ruling pending that literally so basically it was either a wild pitch or a fast ball. Yeah. Uh, then another error. That's more Then the base hit. So yeah, Kugel has retired no one. Uh three, four, five, six, eight, nine, ten, eleven batters have, hit, have come to the picture in the second. He's retired the weight and Tony LaRusso still has a mouth. <laughs> uh, he must be punished. Pitched an inning and how many outs were in the inning? Second Zero. Inning. There's nobody out in the second, so he's pitched an inning. Yep. So that ERA is going to be in the 80s. Well, it'd be 72 for this start because only 8 of the 10 runs were earned. Okay, but his right. ERA for the season is now 16 and a half. Yes. There you um, go. And Bieber looks like he's going to stroll to a victory. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, he's fan two. He's only got 18 pitches in two frames. Well, uh, the White Sox with four errors so far. Four errors in two innings, okay? Yeah. Uh, Given the Guardians, yeah. that's out. I think the second game as well. Tristan McKenzie pitching for the Guardians against Jim Lambert, uh, who made his debut the other day in Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, he's over the Orioles. We talked about this. If you're looking for an under machine, go further than the Baltimore Orioles. The under's 10-0-1 in Baltimore's games this season. Uh, Dalton Jeffries going against Jordan Lyles and then one. Oakland has won both games in the series. They've only given up one run in each of the two games. I've been running the Nationals over the Diamondbacks. Eric Fetty pitching against Merrill Kelly. Uh, we saw Washington, like Jim said, sweep a double here yesterday, making 6 1 1 nothing. Uh, I saw something that. in that game, Chris, that I've never seen happen before. And that What's was that? The, there was a bunt laid down and uh, on the National side by the Robus. Robus is running to first, like a step over from first base. The pitcher fields the ball, fires the ball, hits the bat's helmet. Helmet bounces off his head and smacks the first baseman in the mouth. And, and they had to send the trainer out because the first baseman had a bloody lip. Not the ball from the helmet that hit the pitcher knocked off of the guy's head. That's late, Kirk County, only in baseball. That's true. So, uh, yeah, about Rocky Mountain High now. Going to see the Phillies and the Rockies. I'm going to go with the Phillies. I mean, they Kind of things around sooner. Uh, going against Herman Marquez. Uh, you know, the Phillies started 2 and 0. Um, a old day, right? <laughs> uh, since then, they've won a miserable uh, 2 and 8. They led yesterday, ended up losing 6 5 in the battle of the Phillies on the mound. Kyle Freeland, Kyle Gibson, the manufacturing in the division. Sir Anthony Dominguez, blowing the line the wind. Uh, he took the loss years from being able to save for the police. So just like last year, uh the favorite decision. Uh, the winning pitcher, Justin, don't call me Joey Lawrence. Oh, got the win in relief for the Rockies. He don't want to know. I like to think Eflin can outgo Marquez on the mound in that one. Uh, I'll tell you what, Phil broadcast group with um, John Crook on it. John Crook might be one of those hilarious uh Analysts in baseball next to Bob Uecker. Uh He is when Phillies, you know, come into the ninth inning, they're, all, they're up by one or two runs. First thing he says is, "Okay, everybody, we're going to break." And he says, "Get those seatbelts out because it's going to be a, a bumpy ride." The bullpen. Well, he, he played Mitch Williams was the closer, right. so I mean, of course you have to think that because you know the guy from Major Williams League. Just, oh, yeah. Uh, 
What was it? Yeah, no, I was just saying, they're interesting. Um, but they... they uh, the announcer down there. Kind of Too clinical. Yeah, I mean, give me the, give me the answers like Carlin or Kenny Elbert or Gus Johnson. Right. Uh, I mean, Gus sometimes just has turned up to 11 all the time <laughs> um, yeah. to the point where a three yard bunt can, you know, wow, did you see him break six teams and pick up two yards? Uh, I'd rather have that than some of those guys, uh, not to mention any names yet. Ryan says Kugler. Yeah. It's okay to get excited, though. Um, although I will say that I have one pet peeve that is some of these hockey announcers and their, their call on goals is just you know, oh, maybe radio guys, but some of the TV guys do. I love listening to, you know, uh, guys like Rand Red, who's retiring this sure. season, after mm-hmm. spending the last half century with the Sabres, doing ones like Top Shelf where Mama hides the cookies and, you know, La 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 Fontaine and, and and you know you've got Joe Bowen doing um, mm-hmm. hockey with uh, Jim Ralph and mm-hmm. um, guys like that. I don't mind guys like that because they, at least they have personality. Yeah, no, I don't. Mean, but that's like John Sterling with the Yankees. I don't mind yeah, John. Exa- exactly. Or like you know, doing like talk about Kenny Dan Marv, or Melbourne, right. of course, you know, with the czar, the telestrator, Mike Fratello, right? Uh, yeah. Or Steve Snapper Jones. Yeah. Uh, you know, last like, counter, like you know, they were not to act like. Right. I mean, I you know there's always that thing about people saying, "Well, they sound like homers." Well, it's like, excuse me, I want an announcer. This is when I used to hire announcers. I want an announcer who is as mad when we lose as we are, and as happy as we are when we win. And you know, it's okay. You know, I'm not asking you to shill for the team, but I'm saying at least when you do something right, for heaven's sake, you know, please. Everybody know. Yeah, hey, Bulls and the Bucks. Yeah, I look for all. I look for all three of these games to end up over their totals. Like, Milwaukee's not going to suck their stroll along offensively like they did. Chicago has been defensively in the second half. Uh, Brooklyn, Boston, we saw go over the total in game one. If Durant and company step up like Bill was saying uh, a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. uh, see no reason why this one would end up over. And if Toronto wants to get a game in this series and have a chance to go back to Philadelphia, they're going to be better off this way, which will push that over the number. On the ice, we got some real unexciting stuff. You got the Coyotes and Blackhawks and the Battle of Norbits. The Lincoln's post star Chicago, Carol Bench Milton starting for the Coyotes. I'm going to give Arizona the edge at home, which means they'll lose 7 to 1. Um, Vegas to beat Washington, because like we said, Washington doesn't necessarily miss one. They're already in the playoffs. Granted, um, they'd like to get out playing a wild card spot if they can. Uh, they stand currently one point behind Pittsburgh with a game in hand. Um, Vegas needs to win, of course, we said the other day they lost to New Jersey. Um, well, the only thing that can help the alley doesn't work yet. Because if she does. said she did much, but now she's blaming on, she has to go on the hat or something. She didn't wear the hat her yesterday or the other day or something. Okay. All of but, these idiosyncrasies, please blame Allie if, the, if you're a Knights fan and they don't win. Yeah, and I look for that to stay under six and a half. I think this is going to be a more intensive game. People like anticipate. Uh, for me, this year was one nothing at the Capital One uh, Arena. I, I think you'll see more than one goal. I don't think you're going to see seven. Uh, if fall short. Yeah. Look, guys, we're talking about the Masters Network. And uh, first off, we saw our buddy Sean Higgs, Moon, with May Money, and Morning Moon with Kyle Burns. And just for Chris, myself, and Sumi got to be named Lynn. And um, speaking of Scott, back to the window with Scott and Scott, 3 to 4 p.m. Uh, Monday, if you're a soccer fan, 
Get ready for the amazing uh, Charlotte you will be sliding at. Four to five slots this right now. In game time decisions, Tim and Lane closes out six glorious hours of all kinds of stuff around here uh, at Max Any final questions from last before we move on? Because Scott and Scott is waiting the wings for you guys. So, what do you think? Anything? You see anything, Chris? There any questions that we have? I didn't say anything you said before. I know you don't remember Angel, but can I say when we do the two on the floor, and so those are the ones that I would I would put up myself. And yeah, we had both of our two teamers come up and run the show both uh, right. on the positive side of the ledger. Um, so that's where, I, that's where I would go if I was uh, making any wishes in a particular evening. Um, I mean, but basically, I think the two on the floor are the strongest ones that I put up for. So you can get any of those two that you're most comfortable with. Right. And that's the same thing for the menu, like the call, right? I mean, they're, all the information's there. And like I said before, it's a risk analysis. We have to, we think, we tell you what we think, and then you guys make the choice. And uh, that way, you're not, you know, if we just gave two teams, these are the two teams, you know, two games that you should put together in parlay, that wouldn't be much fun. Just giving you options. Options are good. So, like Arlo said, he has, he's with Bob Prince, Big Day, and Learn Cold, so he's been blessed as far as the district goes. Bob Prince, what a man. Good God. What a wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, the. You know, Bob got fired, Chris. Uh, he got fired. He was uh, doing fires. And they were against Cubs, as a matter of fact. That was back in the day, talking about the 70s. And Bob, um, the broadcast was on 88 Pittsburgh, which is in the Westinghouse. And uh, there was a Westinghouse executive who was from Chicago who was in the booth watching the game from the booth behind Bob. And every time the club did something right, he'd shirt. So they go to break. Bob tells him, just like, uh, you may be a Cubs fan, I have no problem with that. Because, however, we're doing Pirates Radio, and every time you cheer, I can hear the crap, you know, my audience here. They don't want your cheering, and then they come to do something good. And so he says, do you understand that? Please don't do that. Because you're in my office, this is like my office, okay? I can go in your office and cheer for the Pirates. So he says, okay. And he says, the guy did it again. And Bob looks back at him, and you know, puts his head over my phone and says, did you not hear one of these? The next time, I swing down and punch in the mouth. The time, was not a chunk of that. Bob Rotten, with a bad tap, he's the vice president of the West knocked him down. They took Bob off here. There was approximately 5,000 phone calls recorded by the course of a, in a 20 or 30 hour period of people calling ADA, KDA, said, we want Bob back. Eventually, Bob back. But it was never for a long period of time, and I had the pleasure of working with the Cracker Deck All-Star game. I, I'll show you the letter that Bob sent uh, on it. Bob was just a... a, a I was set. Bob was a bit of a man. Fire coat, hilarious personality. Uh, he's the guy who became a terrible towel idea. That Bob. I mean, uh, that was uh, Bob Bruce Meyer. And who was third with Kelly? Uh, I don't know. I said Mike Lang. Mike Lang, that was right. Mike Lang. Mike Lang's the guy who, whatever depends or about the way, is supposed to the building. So, Pittsburgh has had really good uh, hometown announcers. There's no question about it. Yeah, Philly's also very jealous. Yeah. Mayor Reese, I mean, you know, Mayor Reese with the Eagles and. And Harry Counts. Absolutely. Was, uh, was very good. Yeah. Um, so you've got you've had some outstanding broadcasters. Uh, Boston's had a lot of them. Got to start up there with the Red Sox. And, uh, Stockton was up there with the Red Sox many years. Pat Carlson. Uh, I liked uh, Elliot Orsillo. Orsillo, yeah. Um, Don's now with San Diego Padres. Yeah. Don, if you um, more of a contemporary now, guy. Don, of course, did the Orioles and uh, does the San Francisco Giants now. And of course, Orsillo was with the late Jerry Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Didana uh, did a really good job in down in San Diego for the Padres. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, there's a good announcement all over the place. And, uh, you know, 
both in college and pros. So, yeah. And always good to share stories about good announcers. They're all, they're all fun. So, there's that. All right, gang. Um, tomorrow, there'll be more. Clouds. And we'll get closer to the NHL now. So, that will, you know. I think, what do you think, Chris? In the next couple of you know, they'll figure who's going to be in and who's not. Well, I know it's going to be It's just whatever they're going to do. Right. So, let's see. We're uh, playing for Zeno. It'll send me. We'll probably be able to figure out, I would probably say, really next week. It can be different. Definitely, I'll fix me out with some teams. Some teams that are clustered up in there. You know, Chris had 94, Mitchell had 93, and the Kings have 92. Stars have 91, and you've got against the big world this. So, you got a team that only for just those couple of spots. And that's, uh, it's tough for a team like Vancouver to jump over three teams in front of them. Uh, especially when you, when, you know, one of the ringers is regulation bins. And, mm-hmm. and you know, in that case, they're behind everybody except Dallas. Yeah. All right, boys and girls, it's been fun, but we got to go. Have a wonderful day. Tomorrow, join us. We'll be here. We're going to have some fun tomorrow with the NBA, the NHL, Major League Baseball, and who knows what else. You know, you'll find out. About Special decade. Right, could be, um, you know, could be finding out that, you know, that we did, we weren't around the poutine. Maybe it was in Edmonton that had the best team. Uh, get all the information from us every day, so by all means, return. And pay attention to the our Brothers, sisters on the Mac Wagers Network because it's always fun. Okay, until tomorrow. For Chris King, I'm Jim Williams saying have a great day and enjoy yourself. We will see you tomorrow. Okay. Now we're crashing. Bye, Michael. Yeah, we'll turn on.